Is hospitality racist? Timothy, put the cutout on. Are delighted today to be speaking with founder and CEO of Be Inclusive Hospitality, Lorraine Copes, to find out about her story, how did Be Inclusive Hospitality come about and what it is, some surprising results from the report, and what could be done to make the findings in the report become a catalyst for change. Welcome to another episode of Timothy Put the Cattell on. It's season three with me, Tracy Rashid, and Timothy R. Andrews. Welcome back, everybody, and thanks for joining us again. The coolest way to get through the summer heat is with a $69 AC tune-up from Vernon, the heating and cooling specialist. $69 to make sure your air conditioning is working at peak cooling. Vernon, the heating and cooling specialist. The name says it all, because when you focus only on heating and cooling for 43 years, well, you get really good at it. And summer heat is when Vernon can show you how good with their $69 AC tune-up. Vernon, the heating and cooling specialist. Online at vernonheating.com. In June 2023, Be Inclusive Hospitality released their third Inside Hospitality Report. The report provides insights into the views and experience of all hospitality workers, specifically focusing on Black, Asian and ethnic minorities. The report is the only one of its kind focusing on equality, diversity and inclusion, EDI, in the hospitality industry to this step. In the report, one in three have experienced discriminatory behaviour in the workplace, and 62% of Black and Asian respondents stated that the racial bias was the most prevalent. Of all those who witnessed discrimination, only 52% said they had an opportunity to report it, and only a third of those who reported it were satisfied that their complaint was dealt with adequately. We are delighted today to be speaking with Lorraine Copes, founder and CEO of Be Inclusive Hospitality. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show, Lorraine. Yes, welcome, welcome, Lorraine. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. So, hot news at the moment. Big report calls some ripples. Yeah. For the people who are listening but don't know who Be Inclusive Hospitality are, could you please tell us a little about them? Yeah, sure. So, Be Inclusive Hospitality is a social enterprise. It's a not-for-profit organisation with a mission to accelerate race equity within the hospitality industry. And what that means is we take a data-led approach to support people of colour to move forwards and upwards with the initiatives and programmes that we devise. And we also work with hospitality businesses and food and drink brands to help them build either more inclusive teams or deliver initiatives that centre diversity and inclusion. Amazing. I like it. I didn't even say that better myself. <laughs> I'd hope not. <laughs> I mean, facts don't lie, do they? For sure. Could you tell us about your story and how you came to start Be Inclusive Hospitality? Yeah, sure. So I've personally worked um, within the hospitality industry for the past two decades. Um, I have been a procurement director on leadership boards for brands like the Gordon Ramsay Group, Corbin and King, Shake Shack. And having spent two decades in the industry, an industry that I really enjoy and love, I felt really compelled to start this business, A, because I often was sat in boardrooms or at events across the industry, award ceremonies, and the only person that looks like me in any of those rooms. And secondly, the wrong people within the industry were having conversations about race who were ill-informed. And actually, I felt that, or knew that it's an industry I know really well, 
I know loads of people of colour in the industry and I understand their experiences. And I just felt like there was a real gap to be filled on having this conversation, especially because equity, diversity and inclusion isn't an alien concept, but it often doesn't include race. It often centres gender. And there's still a lot of work to be done on gender and sexuality, but actually race was completely missing from the conversations within this industry. So in 2020, pandemic, we had a lot of time on our hands. I'm a bit of a busy body, so I had nothing to do but drink wine. And uh, <laughs> I, I had the idea in 2019, actually, but I, the time allowed me to revise and refine my business plan, build a website and launch the business in June 2020. And it was pandemic, actually, that gave me the space to do so. I think we've mentioned in previous podcasts as well, it's amazing that what's come out of the the pandemic definitely um it's, it's been really inspiring to see what people have done with their time sure and also we had a great podcast to be born in during yes the, uh, <laughs> yeah during it was a great time too. for us as well <laughs> picking up on what tracy said about the, the things that came out the pandemic i think the one thing that i see as a, a gift from such a terrible situation is that it gave us the space and the time to be thinking properly and acting properly. And is that what it did for you? It really did, it really did. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it created space, um, not only for me to, to get clarity about what I wanted my life to look like outside of the pandemic, but also for me to also reflect on the relationships I wanted to have and rebuild um, and reconnect. And so I've really, since that time, I've really viewed my family and friend relationships very differently and I value them more than ever. Obviously, this report in 2023, we actually were discussing this, the three hosts just prior to you coming on, and we were kind of saying, like, it's not surprising, but some of the results were quite disappointing. But were there any results that you saw that were surprising that you want to talk about? Yeah, no, there weren't, actually. I've been in the industry for a very long time, and I think... The report always paints a picture every year of the idea that two things can be true at the same time, that there's huge amounts of optimism. People do enjoy the industry and people are joining the industry at a fast rate. That we know. And it, it highlights that there are issues that need to be addressed and that there's a lack of awareness in some instances, lack of action, I would say, lack of education. And the education yeah. piece, I'm talking about training. And I, I always bolt education onto it because I don't think you can train someone to be inclusive, but you can educate for sure. Um, so there were no surprises for me, to be honest. There's a lot of data. There's a lot of data in the report, but there are also several kind of key conclusions that can be drawn from the report. So, for example, disparities in pay, representation and roles for ethnic minority groups continue to be an issue. So why do you think this is and what can employers do about it? What can they do to make a change? One thing I am, um, you know, obviously very data led. You look at the UK wide, the same replies. And so me answering the question about inequality that exists UK wide, I think we all know why it exists. And I think our focus really is around how we remove barriers and how we increase access. In many ways, even though this business was born off the back of a problem, it has revealed for me the best of the industry. And what I mean by that is we work with like some really phenomenal business leaders. We work with individuals that don't have all the answers, are willing to be uncomfortable and willing to learn, develop and grow. Every single week, not a week passes where there's net businesses that gets in touch with us saying, how can we work with you? What can we do differently? What, what should we be doing? I think we've explored to death within the country, especially in 2020. 
inequities or inequalities in the UK, we know they exist. There's across education, across the healthcare system, across mm. the system, it, there's evidence that supports the idea. It's actually about what now. And the reason why I produce this these research is not to prove or disprove anything. It's actually because there are nuances within our industry that people need to understand that a, a report about education probably doesn't speak to a managing director of a hospitality business. So, so that's why we produce the data. So it's specific mm. to this industry because there are nuances across industries, right? And with this industry, what we know, uh, probably similar to the NHS, is that there's technical overrepresentation. Mm-hmm. Well, there was in 2020, and I say that because I'm pretty sure the latest census data said that 18% of the UK identify as Black, Asian, or ethnic minority. It was around 13 to 14% back in 2020. And at that time, when we produced our first report with the Resolution Foundation, there was 17.83% of the industry identifies Black, Asian, and ethnic minority. So we know diversity is the issue, is what I'm saying. As a contractor, I choose hardy fiber cement because I've seen it outperform wood-based siding and other hard siding materials. The high-quality craftsmanship translates into beautiful and durable results that leave our customers at GFIDEL extremely satisfied. Using hardy siding has significantly reduced my callbacks and warranty claims, too. At James Hardy, we're here to support you. From training materials to resources that can help you generate a greater profit. Learn more about growing your business with us at jameshardy.com build. It's encouraging, though, to, to hear that you're not just pushing your support, but you're actually pulling people in as well, and they're actually contacting you. Oh, definitely. You know what? Since incorporation, so we obviously are consistent with our message on what we're here to do. We run initiatives like our award ceremony and like launching the report, which are two biggest projects each year. And they are probably the two biggest projects that make us really visible. We don't knock on doors at all. Like that's not what we do. We, I'm present at events. I do some thought pieces. I'm on panels. We do the work. And as a result of that, we attract a community they talk about the work we do. They spread the word. They come to us. We're, um, I think we're a pretty special industry in hospitality and in that a, a lot of other industries talk about networking, but it feels like it's an effort to do it, whereas I feel that we do it quite naturally. Yeah, for sure. Hospital- so I think we're quite lucky in that respect. I totally agree. And this hand so- in hand, isn't it? It really yeah. is. Yeah. Mm. And there's so, many, there's so many forums and opportunities for people to get together, like they're, they're endless. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if someone at work is experiencing discriminatory behavior are there any words of advice that you can give them what what should they do my approach is not really onus on individuals so i'd like to hope that they have in their organization a method to report it where they can feel safe and they can feel confident that actions will be taken the reality of the fact is that there's not like a consistent behavior, consistent process across the industry. So it's on a case by case basis as to whether they have that. So the first is to understand if that is in place and if it is in place to use it. But actually the work that we do really speaks to the employers about actually, is there something in place that people can report incidents of racism or discrimination in the workplace? And what action are you going to take when that occurs? Because the action that you're going to take will determine whether you build trust with employees of colour or not. If, if as an employee, you report something and no action's taken, 
I would say find somewhere else to work. We're here to earn a living. Navigating this thing called life is difficult for us all. And if you have to add the layer of experiencing discrimination at work and knowing that no actions are going to be taken, then you need to find somewhere else to be. Totally agree. We've actually talked about it on this podcast where because it's so competitive now, people are looking for good stuff. You could walk out tomorrow. I'm not saying yeah. you do that unprofessionally, <laughs> but you could walk out tomorrow and go to an employer mm-hmm. that values you. There is no point sticking around in somewhere that you're going to be treated terribly or like less than human or it causes you fear, anxiety when you could just go somewhere else and be grateful to have you. And we spend so much time at work. I mean, the, the thought of feeling mm. that level, like I said, anxiety and stress and fear even would just be damaging to your, your being, your person. Exactly. And, and as an employer as well, like if you're prepared to not put this in place and lose possibly the best people in the industry, I um, mean, don't move. Yes. Move. Yeah. 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 Yeah, sort it out, people. Make a change, make it happen. <laughs> I'm going to hashtag that. so Lorraine big question what are your aims for the future my aims for the future um is to obviously grow the business and for us growth means more social impact and supporting people to move forwards and upwards you know to date we've been able to support over 2,000 people in the industry to access mentorship, access scholarships, to be recognised for awards, to access grant funding, like in partnership with a brand. Um, We want to quadruple this, but we want to quadruple this up and down the country and then into Europe globally. We want to have a Be Inclusive Hospitality Hub. So we want to be gifted like a huge office space where we can have meeting rooms, co-working, so that our partners and our community can come and be within the space for the workshops, for working, for content creation. And we just want to continue to create change within the industry. We want to do more events. We love events. Events is a really great vehicle for people to learn without it being in like classroom setting, the, the formal, yes. how we're on a training course. Actually, you know, <laughs> to, to four people speak from backgrounds with perspectives that you might not have heard before. That is such great learning and it's in a space that Everyone that was in the environment felt really comfortable to ask questions. Everyone's really friendly always at our events. There's just a a common feel of, we want to see a better industry. But it starts with, we all love the industry. We just want to see a better industry. It's just missing the BS. And so what I mean by that is, there's so many businesses that will post on social media, will get a PR army behind them to make it appear as though they're doing amazing things, that will sign pledges and really shout about them on socials. And there's formatism in this space, which annoys the hell out of me. And it annoys the hell out of me because this is not the place for performance. This is people's lives. This affects people. Mm. And I really believe that all of the businesses that we attract and we work with, some of them will share the work they're doing because they want to make sure that all people from all backgrounds feel comfortable to apply and work for them. But most of their focus is on doing the work internally and not talking about it. And I think there's a balance to be had, but the companies that we work with and the businesses that we attract definitely are on the side of let's do the real work. We can talk about it because it values and benefits everyone, 
But then over here on the left, sort of, you know, shouting from the rooftops about signing a pledge without doing any work. I guess it just speaks to the idea that what I know for sure is that not everyone will get on board this train. Not everyone cares. Some people have to do it because of their investors and pressure externally. Not everyone is doing it from an authentic place. But what I'm really clear on is the types of business that we want to work with are those that care and genuinely want to make a change. Put the cuppa down, question time. It's the quick fire round. The rules of the game are as follows. So you will be asked a series of questions and you must answer the first word that pops into your head. Are you ready, Lorraine? Yep. Let's do this. How often do you go to the cinema? Oh, not often enough, actually. Do you ever go to watch live sporting events? Yes. What's your favourite restaurant? Chisaru, West African restaurant in London. Have you ever lied about your age? Never. Do you think there will still be newspapers in five years' time? Yes. What is your favourite type of art? African art. Have you ever cried watching a movie? Oh, yes, many of times. Do you believe in ghosts? No. When you eat in a restaurant, do you order something new or something you know you like? Mmm, a combo. Were you a good school pupil or a little bit naughty? I talked a lot. <laughs> Where will you be this time tomorrow? In the gym. What's something that you learned in the last week? How tiring talking can be. Who invented the telephone? I've no idea. Sing or dance? Oh, both. Would you rather wear the same underwear for one month or not bathe for one month? Same underwear. How do you catch a haggis? No idea. Is it hot in here or are all firemen well fit? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Was Shakespeare a fraud? I don't know. I've never really thought about that. That's something I'd need to mull over. How many elephants can you get in a fridge? None. Consider this. Captain America has a shield. The Wicked Witch of the West had a hat. But if a dustbin collector has no nose, how does he smell? Why does he need to smell? The answer is awful. <laughs> anyway, right. So, moving on. Thank you very much. That's the end of the questions. You are off the hook. Oh, well. Lorraine, we've spent the last 20 minutes or so talking about your report for 2023. How can our listeners access it? Yeah, sure. Um, if they head over to our website, which is www.bihospitality.co.uk, it's in the um, reports uh, section of the website and you'll be able to download it uh, from there. Brilliant. And we'll have the links below as well. Thank you for being such a great guest, Lorraine. We've really enjoyed having you on the show today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Sadly, we have reached the end of season three already. Can you believe it? I'd like to thank my co-host Sarah and Tracy for being such great superstars throughout the season. I'd like to thank all our guests who've come onto the show, shared their stories, some valuable tips and advice for some of the issues that we're facing in hospitality today. I'd also like to thank my crew, Paul and Carlina, and most importantly, above all, I would like to thank you, the listener, 
for tuning in and listening to all our episodes. If you'd like to keep up to date and find out when the next podcast is happening, please go to www.timothyrandrews.com where you can subscribe and hear the latest news. Please do look out for our special summer announcement and I look forward to seeing you all in our next season. You have been listening to Timothy Put the Cattell on Season 3. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Stay awesome. Timothy, put the cattle on. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're Body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a Pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go! Let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. Three weeks? Five workouts a week. We're body, and we call that a body block. You pick the block, and you're going to love the experience. On week four, this part is really important. Take the week off. Seriously, we mean it. Rest. Go on vacation. Or try something new. Maybe some yoga. Notice you're not holding on to any tension here. Or a dance class. Get sexy with it, daddy. You do you. And then start again. Be committed to this process. Choose a new body block each month. Get a new challenge each month. Have fun every day. Avoid burnout. You're not going to quit on yourself today. This is how you reach your goals. You in? There is nothing that we can't do if we work together. Sign up for your first body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Are you ready to get started?